and thank you for joining us for another episode of That Solo Life, the podcast for PR pros and marketers who work for themselves. People like me, I am Michelle Kane of Voice Matters, and I am here as ever with my wonderful co-host, Karen Swim of Solo PR Pro, and we are here with a guest today. We love it when it's a guest day. We are here with Jordan Slocum. She is with B Marketing. She is a digital team lead, and since 2018, Jordan has been helping B Marketing and their clients achieve success through various digital marketing efforts, such as SEO, PPC, and of course, social advertising. She's recently moved into a managerial role, overseeing the entire digital department and spearheading opportunities for growth and expansion throughout that department. That sounds awesome. Uh, Jordan loves being a part of an industry that is ever-changing. It constantly provides new challenges to solve and learning moments to take part in. And wow, if that isn't true, nothing is true, right? <laughs> yep, definitely. Thanks for thank joining so us. Yeah, yes. thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. And, you know, we certainly do see changes all the time. And I guess, first off, what led you to a career in digital marketing? So I actually graduated with a degree in journalism. So I didn't really study it in school at all. But I mean, some of the classes I did take took me along the lines of the digital marketing realm. But since when I started, I was learning SEO and I had to pretty much teach myself everything just through YouTube videos and blogs and different articles, just very independent learning. From there, just continue to take on more responsibility. And I think in, at working at an agency definitely helped just because of the fast-pacedness, working with different in, industries with our clients, um, and just being able to do different stuff across the board. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. For sure. For sure. And and I know as as solos, that's often the way, too. You know, we, we glean the information that we can. And, you know, we, we have to stay sharp and, and continue to learn you know, from all those resources and from each other, you know, and, and from established uh, sources in the field, right? Yeah, That's- definitely. So with the people on my team, I mean, some of them have other backgrounds from their experience in the past as well. So it's nice for them to be able to bring that expertise that they have from previous jobs to help us in our department and then be marketing as a whole. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, I know one of the things we're seeing is that Meta seems to be shifting their audience focus away from news and more on creators. Are you seeing these changes reflected in the social advertising that you're doing on the platform? Yeah, definitely. Uh, So most of the social advertising that we do isn't really news focused. It is more like brand awareness, engagement, you know, things along that. So that creator side is being pushed out more and more. In addition, Meta and all their platforms are really big into video right now. So we're trying to get those video content um, assets from our clients as much as possible as well so that we can continue to be shown more so than some of the competitors who may not be using video. So that's another thing that outside of just, you know, that creative side that they're pushing, but along the video line as well. Yeah, I think video um, and Jordan, I'd love to hear your take is really the ruling content type these days. It's, you know, it is the thing that you have to be willing to do for all of the platforms are you, and, and that, and it seems to be the most difficult for B2B clients. Um, I think that they want to lean towards the traditional, you know, old style corporate video where it has to be highly produced and they're not, they're not quite sure how to 
<laughs> make video for the modern age and for the modern viewer. So tell us about, you know, how you guys are overcoming that. And, you know, are you facing that same challenge with your clients? Yeah. So most of our clients are B2C. So we don't experience that issue too much. There are a few that are B2B. And from them, a lot of the social advertising that we do does take place on LinkedIn, where it is still kind of more news focused. So it's not as creator. That's where people want to learn more, follow your page for tips and things like that. You can do articles or send those messages, you know, directly to people's inboxes. As well, a lot of our LinkedIn ads are also on the recruitment side. So just in the everyday world, everyone is hiring and it seems that no one really is willing to work or wants to work. Um, A lot of our clients are suffering from the same thing. So a lot of the advertisements that are running on LinkedIn or even Indeed, things like that, we are running ads to try and get employment. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And LinkedIn has seen a lot of changes lately. What what are you seeing in in the realm of advertising on LinkedIn that that might be new or any, any, any speed bumps that someone might hit? Yeah. um, I mean, I think LinkedIn is different from like Facebook and Instagram with the way that they can target people. It is more like education level, title level, job focus. In addition, they don't have as many restrictions when it comes to like first party data or those cookies, things like that, that Google and Facebook have eliminated. So things like that have been a little less challenging to advertise on there. The next challenge is then, is it the right audience for our clients, things like that. Right. Always comes back to that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you guys use Twitter ads at all? We do occasionally. It's not a popular platform for our clients. We find a lot of the success on Twitter is mainly like brand awareness and engagement. Mm -hmm. It's not as driving for conversions or traffic to a website where we would see on other advertising platforms. So it's not our go-to. It's not the most popular it really varies on the type of client and then what type of creative that they have or what is their goal with the advertisement to see is it the best platform for them. So I would say our top platforms are Facebook and Instagram, just because those are the most popular. Obviously, Facebook is skewed more towards the older demographic, where Instagram is skewed more towards the younger demographic. Mm -hmm. LinkedIn, again, more on the B2B side. And then TikTok is actually even more popular organically and on the paid side. So we were talking about video earlier. Again, that is a platform that is designated solely towards videos, essentially. Um, So that's where a lot of our younger clients who want to reach that younger demographic are advertising, especially because it's such a highly downloaded app. Everybody's on there. So just increase their awareness and impressions and get eyeballs and, you know, names to the business. With so many social media platforms, there are just so many platforms and so many ways that people are connecting right now. We've sort of, uh, the the landscape has, it's just so much that one platform doesn't necessarily dominate in the way that it did in the past. So are you guys seeing an overall decline in your ad views or have you seen any changes that mirror that there's just so many choices? Yeah, the cost per click. So these are more term like technical terminologies. Um, but the, cost of, the cost of advertising has definitely increased. It increases every year more so just with inflation and things like that. But I think yeah. it has increased more so than just a typical, you know, a couple of dollars or cents here and there, just because the competition level is continuously getting higher and higher. Um, and we're seeing that across all 
platforms, even when it's not social related. So whether it's Google search, Google display, things like that, YouTube, Mm -hmm. you know, we're seeing that across the board. Yeah. Information fatigue is real. And I, I, I don't know if either of you will agree, but it it seems almost as if, yeah, social is a great way to either learn about new things or trends, keep up with people. But if, if you're looking to purchase something or learn more about something you're, you're getting particular, I know I am about trying to seek things out, not just so much as, yeah, hit me with all your ads. Yep. I definitely feel like people are doing more research nowadays. And I mean, that can play more of a role on an organic level rather than a paid level as well, because we can advertise and hit them over and over again. But if they're going to do the research on their own time, that's where we need to come up with a different marketing strategy. Yeah. Yeah. Let's shift over to SEO. What are some of the big trends that you're seeing right now? Yeah, so the biggest thing that's coming about in the SEO world is actually with Google Analytics. So that is the most popular platform to use to track your website data, be able to get an idea of the health of your website, who's coming to your site, what actions are they taking, um, and how many leads you're getting from your website. So from there, Google Analytics is actually migrating over to a new version of their platform. So Originally, it was called Universal Analytics. It's now being called GA4, so Google Analytics 4. Um, They've announced that Universal Analytics is being completely stopped July of next year. So we only have a year until this is official. So for us, we have already set up all of our clients on this new platform. That way we can get historical data. We'll be able to have at least a year. We're setting up new goal, like ways to track conversions, things like that on there. Um, It is definitely more than just an additional platform. So the look of it and the integration is different, but the type of data they're reporting on is also different. Um, Mm. I would say it's more user experience driven rather than just like, you know, being able to do a deep dive analysis. So there are some things that, you know, even us as digital marketers who have been in this world for five plus years and know regular Google Analytics like the back of our hand are having to learn this new platform just like even brand new digital marketers who are just coming out of school. Yeah, yeah. And it sounds like now is the time to get started with that if you've been dragging your feet. Absolutely. Definitely want as much time with that data as possible. Yeah, I might be talking to myself there. (laughs) Yeah, that's really good to hear. A lot of our audience also uses Google Analytics in order to track PR results. But then we have some people in the audience that are aware of it, but they don't touch the dashboards at all. Their clients do that and they sort of rely on them for the data. Because you have already made the switch over to GA4, talk to us a little bit about, you know, with the data that's now being tracked, what PR pros should really be preparing for next year and how that's going to impact the metrics that we track for client successes. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, I really can't stress enough that how important it is to get it set up now, just so that we do have that year's worth of data. If there are any hiccups in the system that need to be resolved, maybe it's not tracking right away. Um, You have ample amount of time to resolve those and just understand the type of metrics that it is reporting on before is the only option. So um, at this point, we do have the comparison between Universal and GA4. So just to see how they match up with one another, mm-hmm. are, is it accurate? Are the metrics being reported the same way as far as you know the demographics or how specific we can get based on our web traffic? And then, um, you know, like I said, just being able to have that now before we 
only have to rely on GA4 is the best option. I think for people who aren't necessarily using it right now would be a good idea even just to get in the dashboard, see the type of information that they're getting from their website. Is their PR working? What are they learning from what they're currently doing? How can they strategize to improve it? I think it's important to not stay stagnant. Even if you think you know you're working, you can always do better. And it would give you some ideas on how to improve. Yeah, that's true. And the one thing you mentioned within that was you were seeing changes in user experience data. And, and I am going to presume that speaking to something that has been a benchmark for all of us. You know, you want your websites to be a clean, helpful user experience. So it, it sounds as though Google is actually giving that more weight. Yeah, kind of. Um, so okay. not necessarily as long, you know, they can tell us how long people are spending on the website, what pages they're looking at. They can okay. already tell us that. Right. Um, yeah. But they won't be able to tell us like where they're, you know, what buttons they're clicking on unless we have that set up okay. or like where they're hovering or how sc- much they scroll okay. on the site. That would be an additional tool that we would have to set up. Um, okay. It's just becoming more of like not a data, I guess you would say, platform. It's more driven towards people being able to understand what they're reporting on. So in the past, you've been able to like take a deep dive and, you know, go pages and pages and pages in depth of all this information that a lot, it's a very hard concept for people to understand. I think they're trying to make it on a simpler term. Aha. So so a better user experience in terms of the GA4 user, not the website user. Because you're right. For people, I can see why uh, Google Analytics has been a little intimidating. You just looking at like one small area of the content and then you do the drill down. It's a lot to try and wrap your head around if you're not familiar with it and haven't been using it from the back end. So I think that that's a positive change um, for for our professionals and then for our clients who are managing that in-house as well. We will try to source some good links for our team out there. We have Google Analytics um, experts in our premium group. So don't worry. We won't leave you hanging. Um, we <laughs> yeah, will I think try to get some people also, back. Yeah. yeah. So Google actually offers different certifications and yeah. like courses as well. So that's also another good resource that I think people can yeah. use. Yeah. And um, with B Marketing being a Google partner, it's important for us as a company to maintain our partnership status. So with that, uh-huh. um, one of the aspects is keeping up with our certification. So I require myself and everyone on my team directly to have updated certifications that, you know, they expire every year. So there's yeah. different topics that cover mm-hmm. that partnership thing, that yeah. status. We just make sure that all of our team members have that up to date and, um, you know, digital marketing changes constantly. So it just helps us stay on top of, you know, industry trends, best practices, things along those lines. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, you know, like you said, I'm going to love the Cliff Notes version of that though, because (laughs) there are some in our audience that actually do the certification, um, but majority are not, they're not digital marketing only. So they really are solely on the PR side. And so they need to understand it and they need to be able to understand how to incorporate that data and to report on those metrics uh, and to be able to, you know, measure the impact of PR, but they are mm-hmm. not digital marketers. So we're, we're going to give them the, the shortened version <laughs> so that they know and they're empowered, but they don't have to be experts in it. So yeah. don't be afraid audience. We, we got you. <laughs> 
expert. Yeah. <laughs> Probably if people like Jordan. Um, <laughs> stay, staying on SEO for a minute, nothing made me happier than when, a, you know, some years ago, Google said, we want quality content, not keyword stuff garbage. I'm going to assume that that trend is continuing. Is there anything new on that front as far as quality of content or types of content that Google's really enjoying gobbling up right now? Yeah. So I think, you know, for digital marketers, it's always a battle of, you know, the content we put out. Is it more driven towards the customer who's going to be reading it? Or is it more driven towards the search engines for us to just show up in the first page of Google? Um, So it really is that back and forth. We want to incorporate those keywords that people are going to be searching for, um, but also put out the quality from a search engine standpoint that has, you know, 500 plus words, a thousand plus words, we're updating consistently. So for all of our SEO clients, I recommend that we do a blog at least once a month, because that does an easy way to have refresh content at least once a month. It gives us the opportunity to link to their service pages and bring more awareness to what they do. And then it also helps answer you know, customer questions. So most of the time people turn to Google if they're looking for how to or, you know, top tips for this, things like that. That's a very simple way for us to kind of incorporate some of that information and just increase our rankings that way. So that's a big thing that I recommend for all of our SEO clients just to kind of help with the customer side and the search engine side. Yeah, it definitely helps establish credibility. And even though it may seem redundant to a client well uh, you know everyone else is doing it but I don't care we want to hear from you yep exactly yeah so it's 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 still incredibly worthwhile to pursue that kind of content for sure wow this has been really good information and we really appreciate that especially you know digging deeper into the advertising and the SEO part yeah not everyone is doing that, you know, in in the same way that you're doing it. And so it's good to learn from someone that that's, that's your whole job. And that's your area of expertise. <laughs> yeah, of course. Definitely. So we'll maybe leave with this. What should PR pros be doing for their clients in this realm that maybe they're just not thinking of maybe that they're missing, you know, PPC? Yeah, so I mean, social advertising, I think is a great platform for anybody if they're just looking to get engagement, maybe grow their following on those pages. There's always techniques that we can do with that. Even if they don't want to do a full campaign, they can like boost the posts on Facebook and Instagram. So just kind of expanding that reach on an organic post that they've already put out there. Those are some quick things. For PPC, search is a great, um, like Google search ads are a great way to kind of get your name at the top of the list for people searching for direct services. Um, So like a lot of our home services clients do it when they're looking for roofers near me or painters near me or plumbers near me, things like that. Those are really simple ways that, um, you know, you can just get to the top of the listing. Along with Google search ads, there's this thing called Google local service ads. When you're on your phone searching for a service like that, you'll see at the top it has a green check mark and it says Google guaranteed. Those are ads, but from a consumer side, they might think that Google has approved them on their own. They're a reputable company. I should go with them because they know what they're doing. And there's three listings that show up at first. And, you know, you for that, you only pay for the lead. So from a regular advertising standpoint, you may pay for a click and an impression, but from a local service ads, you're only paying for the leads. So it's not wasting budget and you're, you know, in theory, supposed to get the leads that you're paying for. So it's not like a guessing game as much, which is always a great way. And then for SEO, I mean, press releases are really great 
from a backlinking standpoint. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you were to put out a press release, let's say through release wire or, you know, somewhere like that, any, those type of sites that it then gets posted on will give your site a backlink, Mm -hmm. which is just good overall for SEO as well. It just increases your domain rating. So those are just some of the quick things that you can do from, you know, an SEO and then paid campaign side as well. Right. And and also Google business. Absolutely. I, yeah. I think that's a no brainer that a lot of companies maybe aren't using and should just from a search perspective and, and content, you know, sharing posts of things, I think. Yeah. So even if you right. don't have like a physical address for your business, it doesn't mean you shouldn't have a Google my business listing. It's free to set up, which is really helpful um, and it just ensures that your name and phone number and website, and if you have an address, address are all consistent across the board. And you're just giving people a, a better and more opportunity to find you online. So they don't even have to type in your name directly. They can type in, you know, your business services or, you know, mm-hmm. a consultant near me, whatever it may be. And you have the opportunity to show up in search results and in Google Maps. So that's just, you know, more of a reason to continue brand awareness and hopefully getting traffic to your website. Fantastic. Fantastic. Lots of good nuggets to work on. (laughs) I mean, we could talk about this for hours. (laughs) (laughs) We could Google talk all day. (laughs) I love that you're so passionate about it too. That is really always refreshing to see that, you know, we love talking to people like us that love our work. Yeah. I mean, my favorite thing, one about it working in agency is the fast pacedness. You know, my day is never the same, which is always great. I'm not bored. And then other thing about the digital marketing world is, like I said before, it's so ever-changing. And just when you think you know what you're doing and how to accomplish it, Google flips the switch and basically says start over. Um, so yeah. sometimes that can be frustrating, but at the same time, it's just, you know, getting the gears working and not being consistent yeah. or, you know, kind of in that lackadaisical mode and just doing the same thing over and over again. That's very true. That's very true. And for the client, you know, for our client-facing work, it, it just Honestly, it gives us lots of options to help our clients. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, this is great, Jordan. We, we thank you so much for being with us and taking the time to share your knowledge with us and our audience. And please do find Jordan on LinkedIn. Follow her to keep up with what she's up to. And um, until next time, thanks for listening to That's All in Life. <laughs>